Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Welcome to Vitality Made Simple, the podcast that empowers you to feel better, look better, and to enjoy better relationships. You know, ultimately, life is about relationships. And I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osmond, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. Now, vitality is about having more energy to enjoy your life and to live out your God-given purpose. Uh, Vitality is physical and mental fitness and zest for life. So in today's podcast, I'm going to help you have more vitality. I'm going to do a short book report on the fascinating book by Dr. Bruce Lipton. Uh, It's entitled The Biology of Belief. Now, Dr. Lipton has scientifically studied how changing your attitude and thoughts can actually change your genes. That's your G-E-N-E-S. Now, I'm also going to take a quick look at what the Bible says regarding uh, how thoughts impact quality of life. I just love it, love it, love it when science proves what God really said first. So this is a good news podcast. This is information that will improve your life today and actually lengthen your health span. Your health span is your number of active years, the years that you get to run and play and, you know, live out your uh, dreams. Now, that can often be very different than your lifespan. So we want to talk a lot about health span always on Vitality Made Simple. This is information you're going to want. As I said, here at Vitality Made Simple, we're very concerned with health span more than lifespan because too many people just assume that they are victims of their genetic code and they settle for getting sick. And they sort of think, well, if mom and daddy had diabetes, then diabetes just runs in my family. Now, this is episode 117, but way back in episode one, I talked about the good news of genetics, which is literally the science of epigenetics. The word means control above genetics. So epigenetic research has firmly established that DNA blueprints passed down through the genes of our parents are not set in concrete. In other words, genes are not our destiny. It's very much a false belief that you will suffer the same illnesses as your biological parents. It's not true. It is the environmental influences, uh, things like nutrition, stress, emotions, gut health, Uh, movement, social engagement, and more that literally modify our genes uh, without changing their basic blueprint. Uh, our, Our lifestyle determines what genes get turned on and what genes get turned off. So if you believe that you're a victim of your heredity or if you attribute poor health to, say, inevitable biochemical mechanics, uh, know that you can change that belief because that belief is false. Now, we are designed with three parts. We have our body and our soul and our spirit. Now, think of your soul as defined as your mind, will, and emotions. So all those three parts 
uh, matter when it comes to health span. So uh, in, in Dr. Lipton's book, he cites a UCLA study uh, by epigeneticist Steve Cole on how social engagement actually impacts gene expression and the risk for disease. Uh, Dr. Cole discovered that whole sectors of genes look markedly different in lonely people versus in socially active people. Um, and socially active just means people with a few friends. It doesn't mean that you're you know, out uh, having parties all the time. In fact, um, this study confirmed that social isolation is the most robust risk factor for chronic disease. Now, think about that. The most robust risk factor for chronic disease is not a virus. It's not bacteria. It's not junk food. It's, it's you know, it's not binging on, you know, Netflix. Uh, the most robust risk factor for chronic disease is being alone. And um, because being alone plays a huge role in our inflammatory immune response. Of the approximately 19,000 human genes, um, lonely and not so lonely people showed very different gene expression response in 209 of those genes. And those were genes that impact our immune systems. So the key is not whether um, or not you're actually physically alone, it's feeling alone. Uh, It's not precisely the physical aloneness. And, you know, I, I think that's very, very biblical. Uh, you know, when Jesus was uh, questioned about what the most important commandment was, uh, and at that time there were like 613 commandments, uh, he answered, simple, love God, love people. Um, you know, he didn't say, oh, you got to fast. Oh, you got to keep the festivals. Oh, you got to make sacrifices. You know, it was love God, love people. We are designed to be in community with God and with people. And, um, you know, there's there's so many scriptures in the Bible that remind us that we're really never alone uh, if we seek God. We need God and we need people that, you know, can hug us and love us unconditionally and that we can fully trust and enjoy this journey of life with. Uh, many, many studies have shown that feeling alone fosters depression and um, depression, of course, leads to all these chronic inflammatory diseases. Depression is actually inflammatory from a metabolic standpoint. And of course, depression is obviously the opposite of optimism. Um, Ultimately, belief modification induces rapid changes in gene activity, either positively or negatively. And research has concluded that belief modification toward positivity and optimism will translate into better metabolic health. So when people deepen their social connections and um, they, they're going to naturally raise their level of optimism, everything improves. Health improves, happiness improves, business even improves in studies, and educational outcomes improve. So it's just another really God said it first. We become what we think about and what we spend our brain cells on is the direction we're headed. It's really our thought life that controls everything. Our thought life is the genesis of our actions. And Dr. Lipton talks about um, 
amazing mind over genes experiments that have been done. Uh, One that I want to tell you about that's just so exciting was a study done more than 30 years ago by a Harvard psychologist uh, named Ellen Langer. Now they took eight men in their 70s and dropped them off in the front entrance of a converted monastery in New Hampshire. Now, it's important to note that several of these men were stooped over with arthritis and two were walking with canes. Now, they also took eight men as a control group and dropped them off in another area of the monastery. But what was so interesting is that... um, One side of the monastery was totally uh, converted. These men walked into a time warp. Now, before the experiment, they measured everybody's uh, grip strength, flexibility, hearing, vision, memory, cognition, all very testable biomarkers of age. So the eight men that walked into the time warp uh, found that the music that was playing were tunes from 1958, and it was a vintage radio. There were black and white television programs playing, you know, things like The Ed Sullivan Show and Gunsmoke and, you know, Perry Mason. There were books and magazines lying around from all the same period. And this was home for these eight men for five days. This was a wonderfully radical experiment. Now, during their stay, the test subjects reminisced um, and talked all about, you know, sports events from that time period, current events from that time period. And it was fascinating what happened at the end of five days when they, when they're, you know, all these biomarkers were remeasured, you know, dexterity, grip, strength, flexibility, uh, they all improved. And uh, they also measured all of those biomarkers on the men that had gone into the non-time warp and you know, everything stayed the same for them. But the experimental group was more supple, experienced greater Uh, dexterity, they set taller, but most unexpectedly, their sight improved. And independent judges acknowledged that they actually looked younger. So Dr. Langer concluded that the men had put their mind in an earlier time, and their bodies went along for the ride. This is so exciting. We can all do this. Now, this study has been recreated Um, I think it was recreated in England and they had someone arrive in a wheelchair and that person walked out with a cane. Um, You know, others who were stooped left walking taller. It, it tells me that youthing actually starts in the mind and, you know, that's something we can all do. It's not spending money on um, expensive, you know, supplements or, you know, any of the things those might be extra, but First of all, start with your brain. It's so important and it's so biblical. I mean, think of Philippians 4, 8, you know, which says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. If there's any virtue, if there's any anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You know, one translation says, dwell on these things. And I think that's just so important. We don't want to dwell on on things that don't serve us in terms of our health span. And that includes, you know, all of these emotional areas. Uh, Of course, Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. 
and Harvard scientists uh, have concluded something very close. Health and illness, this is a quote, health and illness are much more rooted in our minds and in our hearts and in how we experience ourselves in the world. Oh my goodness, isn't that awesome? That is so encouraging uh, to me, and I hope it is to you too. Now, one more quick example. This is really a mind-bending study, in my opinion. Um, This is from Dr. Lipton's book, The Biology of Belief. So they took the cleaning staff from seven hotels, and they told half of them that they were burning plenty of calories in their workday to satisfy an active lifestyle and that they really didn't need to exercise, and that this active lifestyle was enough to make them healthier. Now, the other half of the cleaning staff did not get that positive report. So although their behavior did not change, their perception did change. They viewed themselves as being plenty active, and um, they actually lost weight, had lowered blood pressure, lower body fat, lower waist to hip ratio, and even, you know, of course, that's going to result in lower uh, body mass index, all in just four weeks. So the moral of that story is that belief exerts a very powerful influence over our physiology, and of course, as I said, over our gene expression. You know, we are very much architects of our own experience. So, you know, if you want to transform your world, start first by transforming your thoughts. Um, our, Our positive thinking and our negative thinking not only shapes our internal experiences, but also shapes every single interaction in our world. Our mindset really matters. Thoughts come before actions. You know, unfortunately, we live in this world that fosters fear, that fosters self-doubt. You know, you're not good enough. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. Oh, be stressed even over being healthy, which I think is just so bad. I'm always telling my patients, don't let being healthy get stressful because you undo so much of the goodness. Now, although this is normal in our world, we are resisting normal here at Vitality Made Simple. You know, normal is defined as the usual or the regular pattern. You know, it's what is typical in a society at any time in history or, you know, what is familiar. So consider what normal is in our world. You know, normal is dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, inflamed, and totally stressed out. So unfortunately, normal is a mind filled with negativity, a mind filled with fear, and a mind filled with, oh, I'm not doing enough. But so I want to help you rethink that. You know, Dr. Lipton's book is an excellent account of science looking at how your mindset impacts your genes. And uh, it's, it's just very well written, super interesting. I really recommend it. And I believe it's beneficial to look at it biblically because God really said it first. And and, and Romans 12, 2 is a great place to start. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove uh, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, we don't have to live in fear and doubt. We really become what we think and we have a choice. We want to help each other think more in the at uh, the positive direction. So thank you for joining me today for Vitality Made Simple. We're now in 102 countries and 2,633 cities. Um, 
that's mostly because of you. I'm now on Instagram. Join me on Instagram at Dr. Debbie Osment. Uh, take a look at my website. There's lots of free downloads. We've just kind of revamped that. Uh, please share this podcast with anybody. It will help. Um, and please subscribe. Blessings until next time. Mm-hmm.